Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM. We've got a massive, massive weekend in the Premier League ahead of us. We're going to get down to each and every single match going in the Premier League. <clears throat> this weekend, I will give you my picks and predictions. It is, of course, our Friday Premier League pundits, picks, predictions, and prognostication show. You get a lot of peas today, and I'm going to give you some great places if you want to place the odd little bet. You can do that. I'm going to tell you where to put your money. Look, some big matches coming up this weekend. The title race in full effect in the Premier League. Right now, looking like there are three contenders and three contenders only for the title race. But over the next two or three matches, by, again, we say this all the time, by the end of the year, we should have a really, really good picture. <clears throat> Massive moves in Barcelona. Ronald Koeman fired. Xavi set to replace him, although it hasn't been formally announced yet. Let's talk about that, because one of the things right now is there is a shortage of big-name managers out there, so we can uh, speculate a little bit about where Ronald Koeman might find himself. Uh, those are the stories that we're dealing with today. <clears throat> I'd like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. And if you're listening on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network or Sirius XM, uh, it's great to be with you as I am each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. If you miss any part of the show, don't worry too much about it, because you can find us on our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, podcast network, where you can subscribe and get this wonderful show dropped into your box, your device, whatever it is you're listening to us on, as uh, soon as it is over. So, Please head over to the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network and subscribe. And if you can't find us at Believe, you can find the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, you know, all of the usual suspects. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I do love to chat to you. I chat to all of my listeners because, uh, quite frankly, I wouldn't be on the air if it wasn't for you guys. So uh, I love to hear what you have to say, and I try to incorporate your thoughts, comments, and requests for topics on the show uh, whenever possible. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. We'll take care of some business. I'll be right back on the other side to kick it all off here. This is World Soccer Radio. Right, uh, welcome back, World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm Nick Eber. Um, you know, it is amazing how it works. Uh, the sports season ends, they come back, they go, they come back. And, I mean, you know, just when you have to take a breather as your season ended, well, I don't care whether it's basketball, baseball, Premier League, MLS, you know, no matter what, it just seems like, you know, right around the corner, it kicks off again. Uh, you know, for me personally, uh, there are obviously sports that I love and sports that I don't really follow as much. And I'll be quite honest with you, 
I don't follow baseball, and I don't. I'm not really a fan of the NFL and American football that much. But I do sort of keep an eye on what's going on, and I follow pretty much every sport: boxing, MMA. Well, not so much MMA, but boxing definitely. Soccer, cricket. <clears throat> I like basketball, like hockey. I follow them all, and I like to place a bet or two every now and then. And the place that I go is betonline.ag, and they are back better than ever. They have a brand new web interface as we kicked off basketball season. They've got more props, odds, and lines than ever before. They're your number one spot for all your basketball, your NFL, your soccer, your boxing, you know, your tennis, your golf. They got it all, folks. Head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You heard me right. 50% bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V-50, B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, Premier League, MLS, Champions League, Europa League, World Cup, World Cup qualifying. They've got it all, folks including your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all of these offers right now. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts, and we are presented by uh, Bet Online. So later in this show, I'll be going down all of the Premier League matches, giving you my picks and predictions, uh, looking at how they did last week, where, pe- where teams are set up, why the match is so important. Uh, and there are some really interesting matchups coming, kicking it all off on Saturday morning with Leicester Arsenal, which is a fascinating match. Uh, we go Man City Palace, less so for the. But Tottenham Man United would be, I suppose, the marquee match of the weekend. And there's a lot riding on the outcome of this match for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who's. Job is certainly in jeopardy. Uh, if not in doubt, it's in jeopardy. One of the things I think, there are two things I think holding United back, or three things holding United. I'm like Monty Python. No, two, no, three. No, there's three things holding United back from severing their ties with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's manager. And number one is his seven or eight million dollar payout they'd have to give him if they get rid of him. Number two is the fact that there are plenty of key senior players in the locker room who have thrown their support behind the manager. And there is feeling that if they get rid of the manager, they could potentially fracture the locker room some more. And finally, the last issue is, who the hell do you replace them with? And then you've got some players at the club like Donny van der Beek and Eric Bailly who are, you know, worried about what their futures are at the club. You've got, you know, Paul Pogba as the incredible sulk. Apparently he's holding off now on signing a new contract. It's fascinating times to watch Manchester United as they uh, seemingly are struggling to hold it together, which I have to admit was is, is a bit of a surprise. One of the things that, well, I'm going to get to this, I guess. I'll, I'll, I'll wait to get to this discussion as we get into the, as we get into the, the show a bit more. 
But I want to talk about some of the emails and tweets that I'm getting about people talking about, you know, this is all the fault of Man United ownership. And I want to talk about that because that is about as misguided of a path as you could take. But let's take a quick run around the back pages. Chelsea and Newcastle are looking to possibly sign Eden Hazard from Real Madrid. Uh, he would be an unbelievable addition. I, I'm thinking likely Newcastle, if they've got the money, Hazard could take a lovely payday. Looks like Newcastle are also looking for uh, Osama Dembele from Barcelona. He's 24 years old. He's a very, very young player. Would be an absolutely excellent acquisition for Newcastle. And, you know, right now, Barcelona looking to recoup the $10 million they had to pay Ronald Koeman as part of his severance package. There is discussion amongst some of the papers, the Star in particular reporting, that United are losing interest in Antonio Conte. Uh, and I can tell you this, I, I never thought Conte was the guy to take over at United. He's a fairly fractious figure. He, he, he's very independent. He doesn't, so he's not a team player. Let's just put it that way. And he either has massive success or massive failures, but he is not a guy that I think is the right guy to rally the organization around because at this point, it's not just rallying the troops, it's rallying the organization. So I'm not surprised... Conte is out, on top of which he's probably got an absolutely massive, massive uh, ego associated with him. Uh, West Ham and, and price tag. West Ham are in talk with a Czech billionaire by the name of Daniel Kretinsky about buying 27% of the club with an eye to taking over the club in full. Now, keep in mind, this is very attractive. West Ham are a London team. They've got a big, huge stadium. What they have been short of is maybe, I won't say the financial backing, because West Ham, you know, they put a lot of money into the Hammers. But, but the idea that you've got someone that can sort of roll along and plow a lot of money into players, a lot of money into infrastructure, folks, it's not just buying players. You have to buy the infrastructure. One of the reasons that Manchester City have been such a success is that they bought the best manager they could possibly get, Pep Guardiola at the time. And they expanded not just the player pool and the quality of the players on the team. They did all that in the coaching stuff, but they built and rebuilt and invested in the infrastructure in the club. And that's not necessarily something you see on game day, but that is a very important piece about why Manchester City's success is more than fleeting. It's more than just, hey, they dumped a bunch of money in and we bought a bunch of top players. Yes, they bought a bunch of top players, but they were put on top of a strong foundation. They were put on top of a strong infrastructure that, quite frankly, I think has taken almost as much investment as it has in terms of players at Manchester City. Speaking of which, Manchester City are still looking around for a striker. Losing Harry Kane was not in their plans. And although they're doing well this season and certainly capable of scoring a boatload of goals, I think they want the ability to show a slightly different tactical face with a true striker. The false nine they're playing now works, but, you know, 
I think Pep wants a bit more flexibility. By the way, Bayern Munich suffering their worst defeat. I think 5-0 they lost uh, over the weekend. Another big club in, I wouldn't say crisis, but in transition. Which is an ongoing theme of this show. All right, we're going to get to the Premier League when we come back after the break. And I'm going to tell you why Man United fans need to have their heads examined. Just stay with me. We've got a great show ahead. And of course, I'll be giving you every pick for the weekend's matches, courtesy of betonline.ag. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. All right, welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio. Welcome back to the show on the Sports Pilot Broadcast Network, Sirius XM, American Forces, iHeart, TuneIn, <clears throat> the award-winning Sirius XM app. We're everywhere you want to be, and of course, the podcast on our podcast network or anywhere you get your podcasts. We're presented by BetOnline.ag. Before the break, we were talking a little bit. I started to talk a little bit about Manchester United and some of the chatter out there amongst United fans in regards to the failures of the team to compete for the title this year and what seems like a genuine sort of really rough patch that the team is going through. Now, I just want to put this into perspective, okay? Up until the middle of September, they were unbeaten in the Premier League. So it's been a rough four-game period in the Premier League. It's been a rough period in Europe. They've been definitely on a losing trajectory. Keep in mind, I mean, this is a team that sort of against the odds last year finished second under the management tutelage of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And they've added players. I mean, they've added Rafael Varane. They've added uh, some guy named Cristiano Ronaldo. And they're they're suffering a rough patch. I mean, look, that's just the fact of the matter. They're, They're suffering a rough patch. They ended last season at a rough patch, only winning two of their last uh, five games. I mean, is there a fundamental difference in this team today versus the team up until the middle of September? Because the middle of September, everyone was happy, right? And by the way, I hate United. I've always hated them. I'm a Liverpool supporter. But that doesn't doesn't change the fact that I can look at things with a modicum of objectivity. To those people that say, yes, but United don't seem to have a style. I can talk about everybody's style of all the top five, six teams, but I'm not sure what United's style is. That is a valid point of view. United are very much right now a collection of players, of fantastic players, but a collection of players. 
and you add Cristiano Ronaldo to the mix, and you know you've got truly a roster of superstars. But they don't stack up when you compare them side by side to a uh, Manchester City, a Liverpool, or a Chelsea. Uh, you know, you look, you have to look at who's at the helm of Manchester City, Liverpool, and Chelsea. You've got three very experienced managers who have seen success at the highest levels in management, who are grizzled enough to know how to deal with the tactical issues and the player issues and they come with them with a very experienced support staff. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is not that guy. I mean, you know, and I keep wondering if Barcelona are going to make the same mistake. The, the Frank Lampard, the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, the Xavi, they're going to appoint Xavi. You know, former players need time to test their medal. Steven Gerrard doing that in Scotland, I think, is a fabulous idea. But, you know... For whatever it's worth, that's the decision that United have taken. And it's not a bad decision. They have taken the decision to stick by their manager, let him grow into the job, let the team grow around him, let's see some success, and let's build this for the long term. Now, that is a smart management ownership decision. A bad ownership decision would be the one that says, you're out, you're fired. I mean, I criticized Chelsea when they did that to Frank Lampard. But that was actually a brilliant move. Thomas Tuchel took largely the same team and turned them around. But something about United, you know, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is a, a club legend. And yeah, you can let him go without pissing the fans off because the fans are kind of pissed off as it is right now with the performance on the pitch. But I think sticking with him and giving him the tactical support he needs, helping him build his support staff, maybe that's where the investment should be made. Maybe that's what they're doing. But the fans of United calling out ownership in this situation is absolutely ludicrous. I know you don't like the Glazers. I get it. I really, really get it. They bought the club in a leveraged buyout. The club went from debt-free to holding a lot of debt. But by the same token, you tell me what the Glazers have not supplied you at Man United. Any club, I don't care whether it's Manchester City or Liverpool or Chelsea, is going to have a very, very difficult transition time when they go from a legendary manager that has become a part of the club to having to find a new person to lead them. And maybe the mistake goes back to letting go David Moyes. I think that, you know, if you want to talk about that, yeah, that's an absolutely reasonable thing to point the finger at man uh, ownership and say, you know, why'd you do that? But to make the same mistake, again, would be just compounding the error. Ole's not a bad manager. He's not a great manager. We all agree. He's young. He's inexperienced. He's growing into the job. Maybe providing the support. But fans, listen to me now. Ownership 
has supported the manager with over four hundred million pounds of new signings. That is little less than half a billion pounds, half a billion dollars of new signings. The fault you're looking at here isn't some catastrophic fault that is only possibly could be the fault of the Glazers because they're the devil incarnate and the worst people on the world and they've leveraged the club to its help and the club's, you know, that's all rubbish. Year over year, the club seems to be at the top of the most valuable list. Its commercial revenue is immense. What it's having trouble doing is what every team in the Premier League is having trouble doing, which is establishing consistent dominance year over year. Man City have it right now, but that will go. Liverpool are trying to move into the dominant position, but they've got Chelsea nipping at their heel because there's a lot of very well-funded teams who are able to invest in the club like United have done, invest in top-quality management, invest in top-quality players. It's just more competitive than it was when Alex Ferguson was at the helm. You're not relying on your, you know, your wonderful class of youngsters coming through the academy. That, that crap's long gone, folks. As sad as it is to say. It's just a lot more competitive. Newcastle United now with the richest owners in football. They will have something to say. By the way, West Ham will have something to say if they get a new billionaire owner as well as willing to invest. Makes me wonder if Stan Kroenke should be kicking himself for not agreeing to let Usmanov take over the team. Or Arsenal supporters, anyway. You know, it is highly competitive. City, United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Leicester, West Ham, Tottenham, Arsenal, Everton coming up, Newcastle with massive ownership. You, you, you just can't gloss over this. And there's nothing the Glazers are going to do that will bring back United's total dominance of a league surrounded by super teams. It's just not going to happen. It's just, it's a different era. We have moved on. The cycles have changed. By the way, Liverpool won't dominate for 10 years either. Right now, Man City are third in the table. So, so you know, you have to look at this with with a degree of objectivity what the hell did you what more could any owner have done than what the glazers have done hey don't worry man united fans you could have stan Kroenke as your owner i mean the idea of you know a leicester city winning the premier league don't forget leicester city had a lot of investment at the time You know, where are the struggles? Well, the struggles may be with teams like Tottenham, who aspire to be a top-form team, who should be in the top four, but their investment doesn't allow them to get into the top four right now. It is an interesting situation. By the way, Tottenham Man United this weekend. We're going to talk about it on the other side of the break. There are some whopping matches. Number five, Brighton taking on number two, Liverpool. Number six, Tottenham taking on number seven, United. And believe you me, the pressure will be on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer on this match. This, however, is at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It's going to be a tough, tough match for him. Chelsea are playing Newcastle. New owners, new life, same players. Should be a doddle for them. City are playing Crystal Palace. 
and you know West Ham Villa, Brighton Liverpool, Tottenham United, Everton Wolves, Leicester Arsenal, the big match. Okay, on the other side of the break, I'm going to give you all my match picks for the weekend in the Premier League. Be sure to stay with me here on World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber. I'll be right back after this. Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is all my brain and body need all right, uh, welcome back. World Soccer Radio, presented by betonline.ag. Nick Eber with you here on Sirius XM, the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, and the American Forces Network. Great to be with you. I promised you the uh, Premier League Pundits Picks and Prognostication Show for the Premier League this weekend's matches. And, uh, you know, being a man of my word, I fully intend to deliver that. And uh, we can start that now, if you're ready. Uh, starting off with Leicester City Arsenal, and really, if you think about it, in many respects, this is kind of a tale of two disappointments in the season. Uh, they're currently ninth and tenth in the table. Uh, Leicester City have already lost three matches. Arsenal lost three matches on the on the season. It, it's not been great. I mean, look, uh, Leicester, their goal scoring is down. Jamie Vardy had a rough start to the season. Arsenal, they've only scored ten goals in nine matches. Uh, that's a problem. Both of them defensively are not fabulous. It's been disappointing seasons for both. However, Arsenal right now, both of these teams, on a nice little unbeaten run. Arsenal are on a, what, a three, six, six-match unbeaten run. Currently, Leicester City are on a four-match unbeaten run. Arsenal coming off a win against Aston Villa, 3-1 at home. Leicester having beaten Brentford away, 2-1, uh, and United at home, 4-2. Then they had draws against Palace, draws against Burnley. So both these teams currently on a bit of a hot streak, and this should make for a good match. <clears throat> I'm still not convinced about Arsenal. I I'm not really convinced about Leicester City either, in fairness, but I'm not all that convinced about Arsenal. Uh, on the road, they're rubbish. And um, I don't know, beating Norwich, Burnley, Wim um, Villa, Leeds, and then, you know, Wimbledon in the Cup. So I don't think any of those are really tough opposition for them. Um, Jamie Vardy is the key, obviously, for Leicester City. They left him out midweek uh, in their Carabao Cup match against Brighton. Uh, and uh, I think Jamie Vardy will be the difference maker in this game. I think Leicester City are going to win this match. This is at the KP. Plus 140, folks, plus money on Leicester City. I would take that. Let's move along. Next up, Burnley versus Brentford. Brentford started beautifully. Man, they were they they were really and they still are. They're a great team to watch, don't get me wrong. But I mean, they went the first 7 games of the season losing only one uh, losing only one match, which for a promoted team is really pretty incredible when you think about it. But it has slowed down a bit for them. They've had two losses in a row, losing against 2-1 against Leicester, 1-0 against Chelsea. By the way, keep in mind, okay, we're talking about a promoted team losing against Leicester, losing against Chelsea by one goal. They make chances, they concede some goals, 
Um, uh, I, you know, I, I think I really like this team. Uh, Burnley are, are rubbish. They are overdue a win. Yes, absolutely. And they are still winless on the season. Coming off a draw 2-2 against Southampton, uh, losing against Arsenal, losing against City in the last five. Um, I, I think the pundits have would like to have Burnley uh, winning at home. I actually like Brentford for this one. I'm going to take the away team plus 175, and I'm going to say this is going to be a 2-0 scoreline. Folks, uh, Burnley have scored seven goals in nine matches. So, okay, tell you what, let's make it a 2-1 scoreline. Let's give them the Benny of the doubt. Uh, next up, Liverpool-Brighton. And Brighton are fifth in the table. I mean, they are having a wonderful season. They are not scoring goals. They are not conceding goals. And that's what's kept them in the mix. They've lost two, drawn three. They're 15 points. Now, keep in mind, that is already, you know, six points behind Liverpool, seven points behind Chelsea. The problem is, is that they're on a bit of a winless streak at the moment. They lost 4-1 at home to Man City, uh, 0-0 against Newcastle, uh, Norwich, which was a horrific result given how bad Norwich are. Nil-nil against Arsenal, same thing there. And 1-1 against Palace. Uh, you know, Brighton are... I, I, I think they're on their way down. I don't mean down to the bottom because the bottom is just full of rubbish. I mean, I, the cream is going to start to rise. I'm sorry, the Leicesters, the Tottenham's, the United's. Uh, the hammers are obviously up there. It's going to start to kind of move up, and it's going to squeeze down the Brightons. And I think this is just another one. As impressive as they've been, um, they're playing as Liverpool. And, you know, Liverpool are just scoring goals for fun right now. And they're not really conceding goals. I just want to point out, they've conceded six goals on the season. That was two matches worth. They conceded two against City and three against Brentford. That means... Five of their six goals came in two matches, which means seven of the nine matches, they conceded one goal in seven matches. So uh, it, it doesn't bode well at all for Burnley. And uh, pardon me, Brighton. Burnley, listen to me. <laughs> doesn't bode well for, for Brighton. And the makers would have it. They're plus 1,075. This at Anfield. Liverpool, the big favorites. Minus 420. Uh, next up, Manchester City, Crystal Palace. And uh, if you'd missed the news in the midweek, City are out of the League Cup. So, you know, it was four in a row, won't be five. They're done. I don't think, quite frankly, they care. <laughs> I mean, they want the Champions League, right? That's really what it's all about. But they're going to get some rest for the League Cup, which they wouldn't have had otherwise, and that's a big part. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think it's 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 a mixed bag for, for City, and it's it's certainly who really I don't think they care that they are out of the League Cup. So uh, this match that they have against Crystal Palace is interesting, only in that Palace have drawn four matches in a row. A draw here would not be great for City. Uh, would push the distance between Chelsea and Liverpool further apart. I don't think that's going to happen. I like Manchester City for this game. They are minus 625, so odds makers would tend to agree. Uh, next up, uh, let's go Newcastle-Chelsea. And uh, it's tough for Newcastle, honestly, because uh, 
you know, new owner, new expectations, lots of pressure, managers gone, still looking for the new one, assistant managers in charge. Uh, they had a nice kind of on-the-bounce draw against Crystal Palace once the new ownership was, I think, second game into the new ownership because I think the first game was, what, the 3-2 against Spurs that they lost. <clears throat> but this is a really, really tough ask. They are shipping goals without trying. They have conceded 20 goals in nine matches. They have only scored 11 uh, just to put this in perspective, Chelsea have conceded three goals and scored 23. This is going to be a one-sided match if ever there was one. I'm saying Chelsea 4 and Newcastle nil. That is going to be my pick for this match. I'm going to take Chelsea. They are minus 250 at betonline.ag. Going to have to move along here because, uh, boy, time flies when you're having fun. Uh, Watford, Southampton. Now, Watford coming off what was a absolutely brilliant win for them, scoring five goals at Goodison Park. How much of that was Watford and how much of that was Everton just kind of capitulating uh, is a good question. But, you know, they've got Claudio Ranieri at the helm. They've got a kind of a new lease on life. They're feeling good about themselves. On the other hand, Everton, Rafa Benitez, you can never count him out. They, have, they are winless in their last three. They had a draw against Man United. They had a loss against West Ham, and then the loss against Watford. Um, I, I, I'm going to pick Everton to keep it going to 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 get on. Pardon me. Oh, it's Watford Southampton. Excuse me. I'm talking. How did I get on Everton? Oh yes, because they beat Everton five, five two. Uh, let's go to Southampton for a minute. Uh, it's, I hate it when we're running out of time. Uh, Southampton uh, have won one on the season, coming off a two two against Burnley. Uh, they're conceding goals. They're scoring a few. You know, I, I, I'm actually going to take this one as a draw at plus 240. I'm going to say this is a 1-1 draw. That's going to be my pick for this particular match. Tottenham Man United is really the big match of the weekend, and there is so much at stake here on Tottenham Manchester United. Uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's job, question mark? Maybe? I mean, Tottenham are in a position where... They have had a disappointing season, but are kind of on their way up. It's a very, very important, important game. It's up to Solskjaer to show that United can defend, which they've been unable to do right now. Um, and, you know, as they are a counter-attacking team, they're going to make themselves open for the likes of Harry Kane and Hominin Son. Uh, this is a, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, it's a tough game for them. I mean, Spurs right now are kind of in a bit of a tailslide, but then United are as well. I'm going to say a draw. Tottenham Man United, plus 270. Take the draw, okay? Next up, Norwich City leads, and I did not expect to see Leeds United down in the relegation zone. I really, really did not. It, you know, it, they were they were so good. Bielsa sides play great football, attacking football, concede goals for sure. Yeah, we we we, we get that, right? We we understand that. But regardless of that, the results this season have been very poor. Not as poor as Norwich, on the other hand, who are just bloody awful. And if I might add, they're winless on the season, along with Burnley and Newcastle. Uh, again, this is another really, really important match. Leeds United only three points above the relegation zone. So for them, this is basically a critical match. That's why I'm going to take Leeds United for this one at the plus 105. 
plus 105 for Leeds United. Uh, let's see what else we got. We've got a couple other matches, right? Uh, we've got Aston Villa. Um, what do we have? Aston Villa, West Ham. Yes, of course. Aston Villa, West Ham United. I'm going to take West Ham at plus 150. And the reason for that is um, Villa are not the same team with without Jack Grealish. I mean, we, we, we knew that would be the case, right? He's t- very tough. Very tough guy to replace. Um, they are conceding a lot of goals, which is not good for them. They've lost three in a row. They lost to Arsenal, lost to Wolves, and lost to Spurs. And on the other side of it, West Ham on a flyer. Uh, Moyes really settled in nicely, beating Tottenham, beating Everton. Uh, yeah, they lost to Brentford. Yeah, they lost to United by a goal. But, you know, Brentford play out of their skins against the big teams. I'm going to go with West Ham on this, and the odds makers would be with me. Plus 150, I'm going to take West Ham United. And finally, Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Everton. Uh, Everton, as I mentioned earlier, having a rough period with a draw against United, losses against West Ham, and then that 5-2 home defeat against Watford. Uh, This is Wolverhampton Wanderers, and they have been uh, doing quite well recently. They have one loss in the last five. They've had a win against Southampton, uh, a win against Newcastle, a win against Villa, and they did have a draw against Leeds United, a 1-1 draw. Uh, They're not scoring many goals. They're not conceding a ton of goals either. I think Everton's going to get up back on track, and I like them for this. And this is, I think, your value play for the weekend. Everton away at Molyneux, plus 245. All right, uh, those are all the matches. That's the Monday match, of course. Uh, those are all the matches, uh, courtesy of betonline.ag. Where the game starts, head over there right now, get 50% bonus on your first deposit. Use code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V-50. All right, I'm going to go to break when we come back. Don't worry, if you missed any of this, I'll wrap it all up, and I'll recap all of my picks for you on the other side. This is World Soccer Radio. All right, uh, welcome back, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network Series XM, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm Nick Eber. Find me uh, each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast if you're on listening on Sports Overnight America. Uh, this is the, uh, just a couple minutes left, and this is the Friday show, so I break down every Premier League match, give you my picks, where to, you know, best odds at BetOnline.ag, so... I'm going to recap them for you quickly. Uh, the KP, Leicester, Arsenal, one of the two big matches of the weekend. I'm saying take the home side, Leicester City, at plus 140. Uh, Newcastle, Chelsea, that's the James's Park. You're going to take the away team, Chelsea, minus 250. At Anfield, Liverpool hosting Brighton. Uh, their unbeaten run will continue, minus 420. Uh, Brentford, Burnley, take the Bs, plus 175. Manchester City versus Crystal Palace at the Etihad. You're going to take Man City minus 625. Watford Southampton at the Molyneux. That's a draw, plus 240. Tottenham, Man United at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. The other big match of the weekend that is also going to be a draw, in my opinion, plus 270. That's right, plus 270. Um... Carroll Road, Norwich hosting Leeds United. 
That's on Sunday. I'm predicting Norwich woes will continue. The Canaries continuing to suffer in the coal mine as Leeds United will win and get their second win on the season, plus 105 in my estimation. And finally, Villa Park will take West Ham United. David Moyes will get another win at plus 150. The Monday match, Rafa Benitez will hope to get Everton back on track against Wolves at Molyneux. Take Everton. By the way, Watford play at Vicarage Road, not Molyneux. Wolves play at Molyneux. I know I said that, but I was wrong. Anyway, take Everton, plus 245 for that one. That's going to wrap up the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you uh, have fun watching the match this week, matches this weekend. Uh, let's chat on Monday and see how we did, all right? Cheers. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.